on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshi. This is JFM Podcast. Local government from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone, so it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalist are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to this program, Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful, wet Monday evening. Today, 31st of July, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. How's it going, uh, Gilbert? Good evening, Ponsak. Um, just about a few seconds before we came up there, I, I tried to, you know, randomly predict where your weekend looked like and then I remembered you perhaps would have gone to play some soccer. Yeah, yesterday um, I didn't play though. What happened? I, my my soccer kids, you know, uh, I want to contract Nike, you know, to construct, <laughs> you know, the kind of soccer shoes that I uh, is well deserving of a international player like me. I, I have a basketballer story to tell you. Um, Alright, probably we'll do that after the show. Yeah. But I promise to tell you. I, I used to play basketball, but I don't know if uh, I can play now. <laughs> when I was growing up, I mean, I love to play basketball, but I don't know, you know, if I can play basketball now. But, well, how was the weekend now, Gilbert? It was good. A wet weekend, but I think it was beautiful for my part because um, the essence of a weekend for me is first and foremost to get some rest and then try to, um, you know, go in search of new knowledge. And I was able to achieve that. And I'm so glad we're back into a beautiful new week. And um, we can't get, wait to get started. So that's the summary of it for me, Ponsak. Yeah. Well, weekend was great. A uh, lot of stories that uh, one has to follow. I mean, I, I followed the uh, coup d'etat yeah, in the Niger, in Niger yeah. Republic. And <laughs> when I saw the emergency meeting of West African leaders, you know, led by the chairman of ECOWAS, our president, uh, mm-hmm. President Tinubu, I said, well, very, very interesting that he had to meet and the strong words that he used, closing land and air border, you know, and uh, they said if the generals don't give back power to Mohammed Bazoum, yes, then, I mean, it's either force or more sanction on that country. But I'm yet to understand what was the reason or what is the reason for that coup d'etat against a democratically elected president. And why is it happening, you know, in part of the Sahel? Sure. Uh, Mali had their own, I think, um, 
Guinea, Guinea. Guinea. Oh, yeah, Guinea. Yeah, yeah, oh, Guinea. yeah, Guinea. Guinea. Guinea had the answers. Uh, the Gambia is a, a little bit yeah, more stable it democracy. Was, it was actually suppressed. You, know, you remember the role of President Muhammadu Buhari at the time. Otherwise, yeah. Gambia's story would have been as messy as we have it in Nigeria right now. Yeah. So, uh, quite sad, quite unfortunate. I think for obvious reasons, people perhaps would have um, had sympathy, like you, if you, like you would have seen if you attempted to gauge public opinion. Mm-hmm. Bad governance, you know, lack of accountability, failure of democratic institutions are some of these things that lead to such cool experiences. But basically, there is never a reason for a coup d'etat, you know, against any democratically elected government. And I think that's, the, that's what has to be condemned by all and sundry. Every democracy has got its own challenge or challenges, as it were. And people just have to try to work on improving the systems for better efficiency in the end and not to allow for military, you know, takeover as such. Um, you try to ask a few questions. I know they're rhetoric in that sense. Mm. But you remember, of course, you know the fact that that country has a huge deposit of uranium, and yet the people can't see the benefit of what they have underneath their soil. Mm-hmm. Something akin to what we have in Nigeria, despite our oil, we can't say for sure this is where you know the resources are going to, and this is what the people have to benefit as a result of all these things. But for his part, Bazuma had, you know, endured twice coup attempt attempts on his government. The very day he took over office, the next day they attempted to topple him in 2021. Yeah. And the same thing happened of recent until this latter one, which eventually those guys succeeded. Too sad, too bad for Africa, and something has to give. People must be sincere in holding these conversations, including our very own president. Yeah. Well, I'm so uh, elated when I heard uh, Tinibu you know, t- talking really tough about the coup d'etat in uh, Nigeria Republic and uh, he used a phrase that uh, resonated. I mean, if you've been following African politics for some time, uh, it was the late head of state, Murtala Mohammed, that said Africa has come of age uh, when Angola was, you know, I hate the notion that someone will come to your country and say, okay, I'm giving you independence. <laughs> and why they're giving you independence because they control you know, I always say, Gilbert, there are three Gs that I'm very afraid of. You see, God, guns, and then government. <laughs> you know, what the colonial masters came uh, to, to Africa, what gave them superpower is not, we had juju, but they had guns. You know, because they discovered steel early, you know, uh, than Africans. Africans, you know, were still bow and arrow, were still uh, using horses, you know, to fight. Uh, it was one weapon that brought down the entire northern Nigeria. Maxim gun. That gun fires lots of rounds, you know, in a minute. That was what brought down all that Nigeria. So uh, these people have, you know, and it, it leads me to the question that is our juju real? <laughs> you know, uh, okay, maybe then we've not grown to develop Odeshi. <laughs> I do not know. But I mean, this is how, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, questioning what was told to me because I want to find the truth, you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. I want. Uh, to personalize reality. I don't want to live in anybody's reality. Uh, reality has to be uh, defined by me. Yeah, you spoke and, about something profound, mm. and that's the effect that you hate the word independent. Yeah. And, <laughs> and why will you come to my country and then you say I'm giving you independence? It's not your land, number one. It's, it's just because you have now, gone. Now you just said what you said. It, it boils down to what Hitler said in his secret book, Who Owns the Land? 
because people were attempting to challenge the reasons why he was invading places and all. He said, who owned the land? And that's the thinking that most colonialists have. Mm-hmm. Apolo- we're not apologists to say this. You know, it's the fact that they feel you don't know what you have. And since they have the tact, they can just come in and, and do whatever it is they want. Yeah. And what happened in Adamant State, for, uh, when I saw it, it just brought back the horrifying memory of uh, after the lockdown when uh, some warehouses that belonged to the government were looted uh, in Plateau, uh, the one along the Bukru Road, you know, before Zang Commercial Secondary School. When I watched that event, I watched it uh, on, I think, yeah, on the BBC. They showed, you know, how people cram onto the roofs of that roof of that building. I watched it live on the BBC. I said, this is my home. It shouldn't, this is not, this shouldn't be the story that to my sell. home, yeah, you know. I should, and I just live like uh, not more than five kilometers, you know, away from there. I said, no, this is, I was, and when I saw the issue, the situation in Adama, I was really berserk. I said, no, this is really unbecoming. Uh, it shouldn't happen, you know, this way. But what do you have to do? Is the reality that you've got to live with. You got to, and government should do more to make sure that it's just a sign that people are tired and people are hungry. You can tax, you know, the poor a lot, and then the rich don't pay, you know, any tax. They even get away with it. Look at what uh, the show of shame that this guy, is, CBN governor, because they catch you, then you can't show me Bible. Because make I pity you. Mm. But when you put me for Wahala, I carry Bible, show you, talk, say, no, that one, no follow. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really crazy how our leaders think that we, are, uh, we don't reason. I, I don't know, is it because they think that we don't reason or we can't think for ourselves, that's why they do some gimmicks. Anyway, I look forward to the presidential speech of Tinubu t- tonight. Yeah. President uh, at 7 p.m. Yeah, I'm but I'm, I just, I'm just going to preempt, you know. Uh, some of the things hey, to be highlighted. You say Abek. Endure mm, uh, some more. Uh-huh. NLC reverts to status quo. Uh-huh. We would uh-huh. look into it and uh-huh. stuff like that. Basically, you have summarized it because there's, there's going to be nothing new. He has said repeatedly, subsidy is gone and that he isn't considering anything. Like, you know, reverting to the old order of the subsidy regime. And you can always bet that that is going to feature again prominently in his speech tonight. But one thing, one thing I like is to the effect that he's willing to speak despite speaking on this issue severally. Aside that, I mean, nothing, nothing fancies my imagination again about that. It gives you some sort of feeling that there's someone listening to whatever you're saying in form, in form of the president. And that's the only succor I drive from, you know, the news of him having to address Nigerians tonight. Mm. Aside that, uh, except he's saying, for example, um, I, well, well, let me not go there because it's absolutely a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, and the University of Jaws gave us a big news over the weekend. Uh, I don't know, will I say increase in tuition fee or increase in uh, the cost of higher education? Uh, I just imagine that if someone has two um, adults who are you know, getting higher education at the University of Jones, how are you going to stand? Cost of living has gone up and wages have become stagnant. And then you are increasing, you know, the uh, cost of living again. Because if you send your kid, you know, to University of Jones, for example, you have to pay for his 
a hostel, accommodation, his transport, his healthcare. Well, healthcare, they have health insurance. Uh, you have to pay just for... Even okay, I don't know if the you have to pay for textbooks. I do not yeah, know. You have to buy textbooks. Yeah, yeah I don't they know if to. that's how the system works. Yeah, absolutely, there. Yeah. nobody gives you textbooks for free. You know, it's it's the it's the reality. I'm not about to say the sad reality, mm-hmm. but it is because in the end, the student is helping him himself or herself, as the case might be. But. I, I don't know. I, I just try to imagine myself, you know, being a student once again in that institution and then having to deal with this astronomical increase in tuition, even though in the community I saw, I don't know how true that is. They're saying tuition is free, but you have to pay for other things that were listed on the... I, I just couldn't. I mean, I remember how I had to go through a lot getting education. And then if I were in that situation currently... What would I have done? Perhaps I might have leave, left school. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but that's the sad reality. Oh, you have a lecturer to farm so that he pays <laughs> you your money into tuition. I don't know how that was. But I remember when I was about getting into university, tuition was 7500 That was years ago. In 2017, it was increased to 45000 And right now, it's hundreds of thousands. Let's play this inside, the Deputy Governor of uh, Adamao State. When we come back, we have some student uh, union government leaders here that will help us to uh, understand what are the next steps, what are the negotiations, because I know that definitely they're going to negotiate with management to bring down the cost of uh, uh, the hike in the cost of education. When we come back, sure, we'll continue to stay here. Well, it actually happened in the state capital, even though we have a report of one other local government, that is Numan, one of the very close local governments to the state capital, where hoodlums broke into the government stores and warehouses and went away with some of the items that are stored there. So for now, we have about two warehouses in Yola and one in Numan that were broken into by hoodlums from the drilled holes on the walls of the warehouses and gained entrance, not actually breaking the doors of the warehouses. For now, the security agencies are on top of it and they will tell us after unraveling whatever they find with the people that have been arrested. Some arrests have been made by the military, by the police, by the civil defense, and the people are being profiled. So I think we will wait to hear the profiles of the people arrested before we know the comments to make. But for now, we call them hoodlums. Well, the stores we're talking about, Shehu, are along the same axis. The Neymar store and the state government store are within the same area, within the same premises. So the hoodlums gain entrance, like I said, from behind, drilled holes into the, into the two stores and gained entrance and started taking away all the items that were there before the security people came around. Hunger and the challenges and the difficulties that Adama state citizens are passing through are not exceptional or different from what Nigeria as a general is passing through. And our citizens generally, I agree, are hungry and there is a lot of hardship on the citizens. So Adama state is not an exception. And I can assure you that whatever you see happening in Adama State, there are a lot of other states that people are just having the same challenges. So it, it just happened that in Adama State, these hoodlums could uh, gather together and do what they did. But the hardship, I agree, is the general hardship on the citizens of Nigeria and Adama State also is inclusive. In Adama State, as at last week, the government 
came out to announce openly to all the civil servants of the measures that government is taking to ameliorate and mitigate the hardship that our people are going through. And of course, palliatives are one of the measures. The government made a pronouncement concerning some maize, some rice and fertilizer that will be brought into the state, which will be given to people as palliatives. And as I speak to you today, the trucks are yet to arrive. I know that some people believe that these items are already in the government stores. They were hoarded, they were not shared, and that is why the hoodlums came after them. As I speak with you, the items for Adama State are yet to arrive. Remember that we are far away either from the state cap from the federal capital, and if it is coming by road, most of our roads around here are not good. The trucks are not yet here. The government is making arrangements as at Friday to ensure that our warehouses where we have, we needed to clean up, we needed to, to, to cover up a leakage because it is rainy season so that we can peacefully receive these items. That was what the government was doing from Friday. So the items are even yet to arrive. And the government is not mindful of the challenges and the difficulties our people are going through. And that is why some announcements were made and every citizen, I am sure, must have heard what the government pronounced concerning the palliatives and part of the monies that the government looked at it as what will be given to civil servants as some kind of allowance for this hardship, for the first subsidy hardship, for six months before that can be reviewed. The government is making decisive action to ensure that mitigation arrives quickly. But I cannot tell you by tomorrow morning because the trucks are at different positions. Of course, the government is on top of it, ensuring that the trucks arrive safely and so that these items can be given up. The government is very, very mindful of the fact that our people are hungry and our people are suffering. We accept that, but we condemn what has happened because that will not take Well, glad you're still here. That was the report according to the Deputy Governor of Adamao State about what happened over the weekend. Uh, well, the program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Like I said, we have two guests with us. We have the Studio Union Government President of the University of Jones, uh, Longmun Dakong. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. And we have the financial secretary, uh, Mr. Jerry Da'a. Thank you for coming, Mr. Jerry. Thank you, Ponsal. Yeah. Well, I don't know where to start from, but let me start with the president. Mm -hmm. Zero tuition, but high cost, you know, <laughs> of getting a high education at the University of Jones. Talk to us, you know, when you first saw the uh, news item, what came to your mind? Um, well, fortunately, I just did it. I had, we had prior... Um, notification. I mean, we had a meeting earlier. with management. Okay. Yes, with management a day before it was oh. made official. So, of course, um, the management made that official to us, the CEO Union Government, first before making a public announcement of the news. So, but of course, while at the meeting, we were of course very shocked, very shocked that um, the school charges, not tuition, like you just said, yeah. not tuition as they call it. Um, is amounting to now going to be one hundred and fifty thousand naira. That was what was said for at the returning meeting. students. For returning students only, as against what? As against forty five thousand naira that we currently Presently. pay, you know. And for new students, that's for both hundred level new and direct entry, two hundred and thirteen thousand naira. For of course all together with acceptance fee and other charges and yeah. 
own school charges altogether. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's very shocking for us as students that. Um, what was the status quo for you and um, well, students? what happened was this, if I may. Um, 27 July, um, university management had invited the student union government for a meeting, and of course. We invited all our um, stakeholders, um, faculty, president, executives, and principal officers of our parliament to attend that meeting. It was at the meeting that the university management, of course, um, gave her reasons why they wish to increase school charges from what it is at 45,000 naira to what was announced at that meeting. What was the reason that the management gave? Certainly, first, of course, the management complained about lack of funding from the federal government. One, that was um, one of the things, of course, inflation that has, of course, affected our economy in the country. And so many other things, the high cost of uh, maintaining utility and all of that uh, in running the university itself. Those were some of the reasons mentioned as regards to why they want to increase the fee. Well, for us as student union government, at the meeting, we took a position. Luckily for us, um, before we, we had an idea, if I may, um, that this may be one of the reasons why we are being called for this meeting. So we had a brief a briefing within ourselves, and we took even a position before going in for that meeting. Because first, um, just in 2021, hostel fee was increased in University of Just from what it was for the various hostels. We don't pay um, a compliment. Various hostels and their fees, mm-hmm. it was increased um, to about 100%. In 2021, how, how, how much were you paying? Now? Uh, that's why I said like it's different. Some was around thirty, thirty-five thousand naira. Oh. Some, you know, because all the hostel fee is not um, really the same. Okay. It varies for different hostels. Okay. However, um, after negotiations with the student union government, then um, the university management reduced it by fifty percent. Now, the promise made as a then when these hostel fees were increased was that look, we want to make these hostels better. We want to renovate them. We want to, you know improve these facilities in the best interest of the students there in the hostels. Mm. That was not done. You know, our hostels are... Despite you paying, you know... Yes, yes. It, uh, wasn't, it was, wasn't done. Our hostels are worse than they were. Two, At what years. year was uh, did the institution, you know, speak about increasing that to maintain the facilities? Um, that was like 2021, 2021. Yeah, 2021. That was when this Abuja was hotel is still the way it used to be. Uh, it's okay. even worse than it used to be. Trust me, yeah. it's it's worse than it. Oh, this was this was one of our reasons, of course. It's two, of course, um, the economy too is equally hard on our parents, on our guardians, and even students that pay school charges themselves. There are students who we have that, you know, fend for themselves, pay school fees for themselves. Our parents and all of that that pay for us, lives have not gotten better for any of us. Minimum wage is still 30,000 naira. That's been our argument. Lives have not improved for people. If we're increasing school charges at 45,000 naira, we're unable to pay. We have lots of students who are not paying that amount of money. If we're taking it to, this, to the ridiculous amount of 150,000 naira school charges now with an extra 10,000 naira for games, I mean, we will not be able to afford it. That's one. That is just on charges. A parent will have to also source for accommodation. Yeah, and right. you know our hostels we barely our hostels take barely ten percent of the entire university undergraduates. Barely ten percent. Oh really? Barely ten percent. How many students do you have? We have about thirty six, between thirty five, forty thousand undergraduates in University of Just. Wow. Yes. And so wow. for example, let's do a simple math here. Yeah. 
if each uh, returning student is paying 150,000 naira, yes, 150,000 times 36,000. Mm. Granted, everybody pays, you know, mm. uh, those charges, yes. and they say tuition free. Mm. How much will that be? Oh, it will be a lot of money. I'm not so good in mathematics to give you an exact figure. Yeah, no, but but yeah. the question you said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Finsec, let, let me come to you. If the the president has said cost of accommodation. Mm-hmm times two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, increased by 100%. The hostel still remain what it used to be. Yes. Are you optimistic, optimistic that if, you know, you pay this money, the management is going to use it for your own good? You know, if I may finish. Yeah, yeah, finish. Okay, yeah, if I may finish, finish up. You know, these were some of the reasons that we gave that um, helped us or that guided our position at the meeting that, look, at this time, we're not agreeing to any amount to be any increment whatsoever to what we currently pay at school charges. That was our position at that meeting. And of course, we rule out these reasons as to why. Another reason, of course, we gave them look, catchment areas. Look at the catchment area of the university Plateau, Benue, Nasarawa, Ninja, um, Kogi. You know, look at the, the, economy, the economy of these states. I mean, you can't compare us to Lagos, for example, who are taking their tuition fee now to about one. You know, you can't compare us to Maiduguri. You cannot compare these states have better resources than we do here. They are they have better economy than we do here. Our people are mostly civil servants, mostly farmers who are struggling to pay some of these charges and taking it up to this amount, you know. So that was really what happened and we told them there and then at the meeting that, look, as Studio Union government, our position is that we're not agreeing to any increment whatsoever on what we currently pay at school charges. Now, um, of course, at the end of the meeting, the university management had pleaded with the student union government, of course, had appealed that we reconsider our position and look keenly into the matter. So over the weekend, student union government, we invited um, an extended stakeholders meeting with our various members where we met in the hostel, deliberated on the issue, you know, we went back and forth and digested the entire matter within ourselves. And hmm. we now took another position, hopefully to reconvene again with the university management within the week. And of course, we agreed within ourselves that, look, the reality is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just on the plateau, it's everywhere. Nigeria is getting bad, it's getting worse. Things are getting worse, even for the university. You know, things are getting even terrible. We agree. And that was one of the things that we both all agreed at the meeting that look, see, things are also getting bad even for the university. Before now, we'll have Wi-Fi during the holidays. Students who stay back can use Wi-Fi in the hostels. These things are not there. There's currently no electricity in the entire university of just currently as we speak. No uh, electricity? Currently too. as we speak. That has been put off because, of course, the university is unable to pay for bills and all of that. So we understand all of this, these dynamics and all the challenges that even the university is going through. And that was why we decided, look, let's shift grounds. However, we're not agreeing to the sum of 150,000 naira mm. and, of course, 230,000 naira for new students as charges. However, we've agreed that, look, we're going to take in a new position, come back to the negotiating table with um, the university management and take another position. We hope, we intend that at that meeting, we're going to shift grounds to start the conversation. Um, we've agreed within ourselves to take a certain percentage back and... Of course, we've also studied carefully all the charges that the breakdown of charges that was ruled out in the circular you know, given by the university. And of course, we have a lot of questions here and there. That is, is, it, is it just peculiar to University of Jones? Well, certainly no. 
Certainly no. Okay. Um, it's, as we're seeing, um, it's almost becoming a national issue. We have we, we, we saw University of Lagos increasing their charges, University of Medjugorje, which are quite a number of universities. But there are still other universities I must mention that are still not paying charges more than fifty thousand naira. ITB Ibauchi, very close to us here, don't pay that amount of money. Amo Bello Universities area still mm. don't pay more than fifty thousand naira. So of course, while we are seeing lots of universities going in this train, there are also universities who are yet to join join into this, um, you know, increase and all of that. Mister, he spoke about you know having to make concessions and some of the meetings yeah. a union held within itself and yeah. perhaps the students hierarchy. Yeah. If the university authority refuses to accept some of the, you know, percentages you have accepted to pay in the long run. How ready are you to go the length? Because in the past there are issues of, you know, mm-hmm. SUG snitching against <laughs> yes, students, yeah. you know, and all of that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How much length, how much are you guys willing to go, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of ensuring the struggle pays off for your fellow comrades? Yeah. I think, uh, Gilbert, for for us as student union government, we are ready to go any length. I think uh, most importantly, uh, when 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 you give me money for something, I ought to have shown, uh, you know, uh, what I did with that particular money. And then, of course, uh, we didn't see that in our last, uh, the last time they increased the hostel charges. So I think that was one of the arguments we also, you know, pointed out to, to the management. And uh, we'll go back. If they don't uh, listen to us, of course, the reality is very, very glaring. Uh, personally, I'm coming from Kwampan. How many, how many tubas of yam am I going to sell to be able to afford uh, the, the set charge? I think basically uh, we're, we're ready to go any length uh, to defend, of course, uh, the interests of JUSA, it's most importantly. What are some, some of the actions you intend to take if, if this is? Maybe the president yeah, yeah. could answer this. If, uh, if, if I may add, um, yeah. you know, we are guided by three C's in okay. our struggle as unionists. Consultation is first. Consolidation is second. And the last is confrontation. Now, of course, this is a moment of struggle for us in the university. And we're taking the first C. Consultation, you know, consultation, consultation, and that's what we've been trying to do over this weekend. Not just within ourselves as senior union government, we've gone ahead to consult ASU University of Just Chapter. We're already going ahead now to involve a lot of other union members within the university, parents who are also stakeholders on this matter, and of course, generally other stakeholders. Consulting with them, what do you think about the matter? What are your own opinions? What do you think should be the position of the student union government? going ahead and after these things we've done that largely over the weekend and we're trying to consolidate on those things and now we're trying to go back and speak with management of course we hope that really we really hope that the management will also shift grounds at least let's meet halfway and continue there has to be compromise at both ends we understand that clearly you, you, the last before you go yeah. before you go ahead with that mm-hmm. You know, ASU had complained in the past yeah. that in the course of their struggle, yes. parents haven't given them enough support. Yes. Do you think this is an after effect and you guys are having to bear the brunt of not giving ASU enough support in terms of its struggle? Because this was, in truth, one of the reasons, you know, they advanced against going on with strikes and strikes and all of that. Because according to them, they're fighting for you guys, the students, yes. and the parents are not helping out. Yeah. Is this the fallout of, you know, that whole scenario that has piled up over the years. 
largely yes, largely yes. Um, I personally, on the, as a personal, this is a personal opinion. I personally feel largely students, our bodies, you know, have failed to support to a large. Of course, we've always supported us, but we've not done enough over these years to support us visibly well, so that the position of us on this matter would, of course, because certainly this the most cause of us, of course, is in the, is in this interest, you know. The issue of um, you know hiking fees generally across universities also have always been against issues like this. So certainly yes, to a large extent, we, to a large extent, our student bodies have failed in supporting us to a large extent. You know, on this issue, and this is certainly one of the ripple effects. And we agree to that. But again, it doesn't mean that look we should all throw people out of the university because that is what this decision is going to do to a lot of people. Like I said earlier, at 45,000 naira, we have a lot of students struggling to pay. Sure. At 150,000 naira, I assure you, a large percentage of students will not afford to go to University of Joseph. Education is a right. Every person should have the right to education. And if we have any opportunity within ourselves to make education accessible to people, we must do that. And that's what we're saying. Look, if we let's all both come back, review this thing, reconsider our positions, look at this matter carefully. There are certainly compromises, there are certain charges that we can let go of. You know, they are not necessity. And of course, the university have issues. I keep saying this the university have issues in the system, we see it too. You know, university has debts and a lot of other things that has to be cleared. Understand that, but we're saying let's face it out. We cannot act like President Tunubu, who just woke up one morning and said, Let's remove subsidy. I Personally, of the opinion that that was wrong, and you know, Seems like and it's <laughs> <laughs> so like, again the last C, yeah. it's confrontation. confrontation. And as the student union government is on the table, and like um, the financial secretary of the SUGs have said, look, we are ready to go whatever means, whatever it takes to face the university management on this issue. Even if you're sure. called rascals, just yeah. like the former. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Even if it, of, of course, course, means that we have to go. <laughs> if if that's the price we are going yeah. to pay, yeah. all right. Seems like is. Student loan, as proposed by federal government, an option on the table in terms of having to help students who can't meet up. Because certainly, in the end, some parents would complain and end up just paying whatever it is the university management intends mm -hmm. to, you know, ask students to pay. Has there been any mention of the student's loan and how to help students access that to further their education and all? Well, I think uh, that will come after... Uh the complete negotiations or after we are done with, uh, you know, the last, uh, this and the last C for us, that's when we'll go back, meet our students and, of course, deliberate on the mode of payment or is it going to be instrumentally? Uh, are we going to uh, bring, you know, uh, the student loan closer to our students to access it? Or I think that will come to, but we've not uh, really negotiated or we've not... Uh, uh, seen that particular angle yet? All right, yeah. President, yes. leader. <laughs> <laughs> and I, let me also uh, add right. to this. Um, student loan was passed, and as uh, it's an act now, mm -hmm. um, there has not yet been any official establishment official. on that matter yet. Mm -hmm. We're not yet there. We've not yet seen the money. You know, the, if you study the loan, you see that derivatives and all of that, how the money will be raised mm -hmm. and all of that. We're not yet there. Personally, but are the processes you saw in yes. that act even it's feasible? It's not even feasible. I was going to say that. It's not, I was going to say that. You know, I, I really don't know what this government is doing to education, but with the first few decisions taken by this government at the national level, a lot of us are quite disappointed. We expect them to provide grants. 
not loans to students. How many of us are assured that when we are done from school, we have jobs waiting for us to pay back these loans? These are questions that we keep asking. But that's on another side of it. The main issue is this. These loans, if you look at the stringent measures attached to access the loans, I mean, it's just quite sad because in true reality of the entire thing is that a lot of us will still not even have access to the loan because of the stringent measures attached to it. So if... If, you know, it's, it's, look, you need to also understand one thing. The increase or the hike in charges is not even because of the loan yet. We're still talking about the inflation in the country, the harsh uh, economic realities that we're in, you know, and all of that. That is why we're even talking about hiking charges. When loan comes, it's a different matter entirely, you know. And these are, you know, the, the, what they want to do now is to say, look, let's take off funding. The, frankly, the universities are grossly underfunded by the federal government and again like i keep saying what this federal government what the federal government of nigeria should be doing now is increase funding to these universities that's one if there are more fundings to these universities i don't even think we are going to be talking about we a lot of us will also fight this university see they already are getting enough money why charge um what's this exorbitant this this prices you know for for, for charges and all of that so this this these are the challenges yeah <coughs> sorry if i if i if i mean uh i think um uh, most people are trying to compare uh, our university with University of Lagos. I know for one that University of Lagos, for example, uh, even with uh, the hike in their uh, school charges, uh, you know that their hostels uh, are built by most of their leaders in the state. They have hostels that, let's say, for example, students that are coming from Suruliri, uh, for example, uh, they are past... Uh, representative was uh, the former uh, speaker, speaker of the Bajabi yeah. our, our leaders here on the plateau, our representatives, these are some of the things they should do for students, at least, yeah. at the very minimum, so that even if you're coming, at you, you just have to pay the, the, uh, the school charges. At least accommodation will be available for you. I think this is a call to, to, to most of our representatives here on the plateau. They should come. They have students that, of course, are, are coming from their zones. They should come do something for, for these students. I you think know, that will help. You know, Ponsak, there is... Yes, I was going to go there. Yeah. In the course of consultation, mm. we realized that there is no one investment of the Plateau State Government in the University of Just. No one single building. That's an investment of the plateau state Owned by the plateau state Owned government. By the pla- on, in the pla- it's not like that in ATB Bauchi. You know, you have the Bauchi state government building hostels for our indigenous indigenous students, students yes. within the university community. If we had that in the University of Just, now what we'll be clamoring for is plateau state government. We want you to cut off entirely fees for accommodation for indigenous, for them to be able to, you to know, access. focus on school charges, you know, and all of that. But we don't have any of these things. And like the financial secretary said, it's really a call for our leaders to take action. Support bringing more grants into the university for students. But, you know, things are just bad. We're in the Plateau State Government University. Yeah, what are we doing? I think think it's it's the function of, you know, idea, you know. Uh, One of the things that I want to do, you know, if I have money, I always say education is one single human idea that lifted human beings out of poverty more than any other thing. Yeah. I wonder in Plantu State, you go to even the teaching hospital in ABU, yeah. you find, you know, a big man, you know, 
He's going, he building uh, maybe lab yes. at Juth or anything yes. or any hospital. Yes. Yes. I don't know what's going on with our rich men in Plato. Yeah. Maybe they don't see the need uh, of uh, investing in education. But when it comes to hotels, even boutique hotels, <laughs> you find them, you know, a lot. When yeah. it comes to uh, bars, you know, and things like that, yes. you find them a lot. So uh, I'm, I'm truly excited, you know, to... Uh, here, you know, this idea that you have, maybe someone is going to pick it up and uh, see to it that... We hope uh, so. Yeah. yeah we yeah. appreciate it, too. We yeah. Well, it. yeah, the phone lines are now open. We're having a chat with uh, the SUG president. Uh, that is Mr. Longmon Dakong and his financial secretary, Mr. Jerry Da'a. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 081-2187-7777. Or you call 90 on Facebook at JFM Live, and on Twitter we are JFM Joss. Yeah, well, but it, uh, I'll give you an idea. Maybe you should start writing uh, profiles some people that you think they are wealthy. Start writing to them. No, you yeah, write yeah, to them agree, and say, this is, you know, an opportunity for you to come and invest, yes, you know, yes. invest in education, uh, support, you know, people who are coming to school from uh, all walks of life. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Yeah, good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Yeah, May well, God bless you. We have this history. Thank you. Please turn down the volume of your radio so that we can hear you. It's turned down already. Okay, go ahead. Tell us your name and join the conversation. You know, if you don't know what took place in the past, we don't know how to address present issue. Like one of your guests in there, who said that uh, some hostels are being built by private individuals. You are telling worthy people. That is what I know from our MPO Abiola that did to our nation. Every federal institution, state, state institution, you see MPO Abiola library or hostel. That's why that man won election. That's why that man was accepted world nationwide. Politicians were emulated. Not to make more yourself alone. That matter. You are telling me, put up an institution that they will use to remember you the kingdom come. You understand? Help me, help me, help me, It's only not only government, government, government that you should be putting burden on. And may I even ask about this school increase? Is there nobody that regulates increase of uh, school fees, either federal or state universities or federal universities? Is there nobody that regulates it? Just like anybody just waking up, putting up charges. So if they were paying that five something thousand, now it's hundred and something thousand. Is even the professor that is the VC or whoever or even the, our politicians, do they pay such money before they gain education? They all enjoy free education. That's why they don't want history. They don't, they don't, they don't want to say the, the story of this country. In the in the past, during the one time, hospital is free, drug is free. You go to hospital, it's free. When, when, when they don't have enough, the drugs they prescribe to you, if they are lacking some, they ask you to come back for, for social social to go and pick up the bank. Does it exist today? It's because we don't know what to, what, what happened, what to, we don't want to know what happened in the past. And we, we keep on facing the injury. Because these people have enjoyed it. Thank you. So what I want to say now, uh, the, the issue that is more, 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 more concerned is about people are hungry. 
If you have anywhere federal government or state government in store food at warehouse now, they should publicly dispatch it to the people. You are telling me that Adamawa is Adama an experience. Although we had it here before, where people were, were, were taking control of what they saw doing a lot. You know, you see all manner of people on, on, the, on the roof of that building. Is it not enough for us? If this is a place, they saw such food now for them to start dispatching it. Thank you. Well, wrap up your thoughts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, my brother, that's that your position. Thank you, thank you. Let thank us you. see what happened in the past and let, let us repeat the question. Thank you, thank you, thank you. More phone calls on the show. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, Professor. I don't know from Well, listen to the union Let me tell you something. I'm not opposed to increasing some charges because it's different from those we're talking about. You know, there wasn't population explosion. But what I'm worried about is that it shouldn't be outrageous in nature, just like the way your guests are saying that they are being reasonable. You know. So uh, 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 all I know is I know it's in even this evening. I'm waiting to hear what you say. It's likely you're going to talk about that loan. And just like one of your guests mentioned, I have been opposed to this loan thing. I'm an educationist. So that loan thing cannot work in Nigeria. The, uh, the, 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 I mean, corruption in Nigeria is unprecedented. We're going to have both students. You want to see, it is them that will still siphon that money indirectly. Because they, I read the conditions to even get that loan. It's difficult for a poor man to even sell that loan because that that the federal government itself cannot even sustain it, even if they start it. So they should have allowed the charges to be moderate. And then uh, so, that so many people will not want to have access to that loan. Then they will, it will be a kind of grant for those who are transparently indigent. That's the way it will work. Thank but you. they don't want to do that because they want to have a, a avenue for stealing money. Then again, another thing is that they have left it, they are trying to be clever by half, saying that tuition is free. And they left it to the discretion of the different universities. There's a university where I, we have a ward there for computer science, they are paying 300 plus. That is a new student in the South. So you, can, you know, so it's a mess. Let's just see where it will end. All I know is that no nation can develop above with student capital. This education thing they are doing, if they want to, you know, bastardize it further, they are going to pay for it. Because the children of the poor, those that have, will not allow those that have to have what they have. All the same, let's not do what Nigeria shall be well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, after this phone call, Gilbert will take us through uh, Facebook. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you for calling. Um, my name is uh, Comrade Suleiman. Thank you, Comrade Suleiman. We're listening to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm a student of English of those. Okay. Um, my main problem is not even the, the adding of the school fees. Uh, here when the SUG president what is saying, I'm coming from Medjugorje. When you look, when you look at uh, the University of Medjugorje, when you look at their hostels, in fact, you can't compare it with our hostel here. It's just a prison. No water. No, it's very, very poor. So it's not even the matter of adding the school fees. We are not seeing the impact of the money we are paying in the school. People think that, outside people think that we are enjoying here. Before I came to University of Georgia, that is not what I, what I think. What I see is not what I'm, what I'm thinking of. 
I could remember we are paying 45. University of Meduguri that was then they are paying 28,000, 24,000 school fees. Their hostels are 10,000 naira. But when you look at them, they have automatic generator in the hostels. When there is no light, it's automatically they own it for 10 hours. Even when there is no light in Meduguri, total darkness. What are you saying? But I don't know what is happening in virtual of those. And please, um, and the student union should please, please, and um, please let them, because we know that sometimes the school, like, they buy them, we don't know. They, they, they dance, they dance with their interest. We, we, they don't, they don't need to fight for the student the way we want. This thing is painful. I am, I am living in village hostel. We, you have to buy your mattress before you you, you. you have to buy mattress. That is not done in some universities. You, you when you pay for the hostel, you finish the screening. You go there and collect your mattress with serial number. But here there is no even mattress. Go to the hostel. There is no water in the no water in the bedroom. It's only one 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 bowl that that people are using. Even in the only even now, if you go to some state, go to some villages, they are not even using the that kind of bowl. Come on from pin machine to pump water to go to overtime. We don't have it. Thank you. It is painful. I've been I've been going I've gone to BUK. I've gone to Zaria. Mm. I've gone to University of Medigura. I've gone to many universities. This is not like this. Thank you. Thank it's you. Pain, I'm telling you. I understand. I understand you heard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let me read out this text here. Uh, this person is saying, it's no longer news that the SUG are babies to the dean and we have rumors going around that the SUG have been bribed. What does the SUG president have to say because the students are tired of being brainwashed for the protests? Gilbert, take us through Facebook and then <laughs> yeah, respond. Mozia Eke says, I'm watching live from Kano. I love JFM. Keep up the good work for Saka and Gilbert. Samuel Langs Jr. says, in a country where the number of school dropouts is high, Increasing school charges is one of the most unreasonable things to do. Something should be done and with immediate effect too. All Josites should stand their ground and insist on equity, fairness, and justice. Ken Das says, My brother from Kwampam and the SUG president, well done for speaking for us. It's Nifty Dan says, God bless my leaders. We are strongly behind you, Mr. President. The realness says, I stand with the union. Okay, lots of solidarity here. Ayodelia Agbabiaka says, education should be subsidized, but does the government even care? So unfortunate. Dimas Bala says, poor man has no place in Nigeria. My greatest surprise this year is, I can't believe Nigerians are not on the street protesting by now. Nigerian elites have succeeded in blindfolding us that we cannot see or talk. What a country with intelligent people but are afraid to challenge the so-called leaders. As so Bagun Francis says, there is no reason but from all indications, they have been looking for an opportunity like this. I could remember during Good Luck Jonathan, they wanted the government to privatize the high institutions, but it was turned down at the time. All right. Uh, well, yeah, well, gentlemen, please go ahead and give your response and your final uh, First, word. let me let me thank Josite for the solidarity that we've received so far mm. since we started this struggle from last week. I mean, massive solidarity. Josite joining, supporting, sending words of encouragement to this year in young government. It's just a testament of one thing, the kind of leadership we're providing to students on that campus, mm. regardless of the difficult challenges that pose on us as today in young government leaders. 
let me make it emphatically clear. Some of us have continued to receive threats, even threats to life, because of this issue that we're going on. But we'll stand True. firm. You know, to accuse the Syrian government of collecting money, really, how much money can you give us that we can sell our entire education to the system? It's never going to be enough. There is no amount that can buy any of us that is enough to sell out education to any of us on that campus. So to respond, we're resolute, we're firm, we will be tough on this issue, and not any of us will compromise. Just before I came into the studio, there has been a meeting of senior stakeholders that we've been having, series of engagements, and we've agreed within ourselves that through the entire process, we're going to make sure that it's transparent. Everybody will be aware of the negotiations. We keep making press statements for every Jew site to have access to information as regards to what is going on. And we're not going to stop doing that. Okay. We'll ensure that Jew sites have every information at every point in time as this entire conversation goes on and whatever decision that the studio union government decides to take and whenever we're about to make decisions we'll come back again sit down and that was what happened over the weekend so i'm sure probably this person was not did not attend the meeting or did not avail himself you know to come and discuss and proffer solutions all we're doing is let's proffer solutions let's do what we need to do to end um this entire issue so that's yeah. just it yeah well mr jerry uh, i think uh, one important thing is that uh most of the times, the notion that people have towards student union government, it's very, very bad. I think people need to uh, actually change that. We are, we are student leaders. We have, we have hopes of becoming future leaders tomorrow. Our integrity is at stake. We won't just do something because of what? We have younger siblings that will come into this system. If we compromise today, what will happen to them tomorrow when we're not there? So I think that's, that's one important uh, uh, notion that needs to be correct, please. All right. Well, here's a breaking story. The Punch is reporting that <laughs> President Tinubu <laughs> has directed the authorities in all federal institutions of higher learning to avoid arbitrary increase in sundry fees payable and, where possible, defer further increase so that parents and students don't face too many difficulties. He also approved the provision of buses to the student bodies of all universities, polytechnics, and colleges of education across the country. Well, it was disclosed by the special advisor to the president on special duties and communication strategy, Delia Laike. Uh, well, I'm sure there's some bit of good news. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming. Gilbert, your final word. Uh, an area court, right, has given an order for yeah. the inspector, uh, commissioner of police, to reopen the local government secretariat in Plaza State. Oh. How about that would deal be? Um, but there's some bit of drama going on at the Senate with the screening of this. Yes, some weekend. <laughs> he scaled uh, through. Yeah. But someone was quizzed as to how he went to university with just two credits from his O level. And, you know, you find someone designated for water, Ministry of Water Resources, not wanting to answer questions on water and such. Yeah, Quite well, funny since. Miracles happen in Nigeria. <laughs> Just like the former Senate president of the Senate, Ahmad Lawal, who his colleague, Rocha, said he miraculously uh, came back, you know, as senator. So miracles happen in this country. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Tr- uh, okay. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Longmoon Dakong, the SUG president, University of Johns. Thank you for And Mr. Jerry Da'a, the SUG financial secretary. Thank you. This is the much we'll take on the show. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening and enjoy the rest of our programming by now.
Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.